folks, you're listening to a therapy podcast. Just like a bottle of vitamins or even antibiotics, you need to consume the whole prescription to make it work. Rusty has found that you need at least 14 good podcast sessions under your belt to address your area of need. All by podcast and Rusty picks up the bill. So you know he's telling it right. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host. This is Rusty Penn. We're going to go a little bit far afield today. Instead of giving a whole dose of podcast therapy, we're going to venture into current events. Many times people become concerned. They hear some reports of a, a possible catastrophe of an asteroid came close to the Earth, and it, if it had gone off just a little bit more, it might have clipped the outside of the Earth and something could have happened. We want to deal with fear just a little bit, but let's take a look at something that really happened. In the local news, certified news, Australia not too long ago was said to have had unprecedented one million lightning strikes in less than a day. Now, now boy, think about that for just one minute. One million lightning strikes, a pile of pennies you couldn't jump over, I don't think a million pennies the average person. That, that's a lot. And the fires out, you talk about out of this world. Now, also on some of the maps in the United States, fire maps, you may have looked at them, a lot of fires, not just in California, all over the United States. But something interesting takes place. When it goes all the way up to Canada, it stops. Almost like if you were to look at the border. The border goes you know, left to right on the map, the Canadian border. A lot of fires on the United States side, not one on the Canadian side on the fire map. So this gives pause. People think, you know what? Sounds to me like maybe a conspiracy. And really, who's to say? Now... If we were going to go down that trail, they talk about having beams, uh, these energy beams that can squirt down from the top, kind of from a satellite, much like a laser that the military currently uses. The Navy has lasers. I think you can light a cigar at 400 yards with them right now, but they could blind you. And their big thing is to disrupt the tracking systems of incoming ordnance. But nonetheless, there's some powerful lasers out there. Sure, they could start a fire. But... Indeed, do you think people have hooked these things up to satellites and are squirting down like that? Well, and starting fires in, in Australia and calling it lightning strikes? Let me take a look over here at this piece of software. Let's go ahead and do a little a historical look, shall we? There's been a lot of fires in past history. Now, you might say, well, all the way back to the biblical times, there was what was called fire from heaven. The word fire from, that's found nine times in the Bible. I'll just read a couple examples here. Fire from the Lord out of heaven. The fire came out from the Lord and devoured them. Fire from off the altar. And then the guy down here uh, about called Elijah says, fire came down and killed 50 people. Now that's just the Bible. We're not talking about other narratives from Greece and you know, Plato and all these things like that. One thing is this deal about iniquities. Now, here's one where a fire starts out on a nation that does wrong. You tell me if you think this might apply to us. It's over there in Ezekiel, a hard one to understand, you know, Ezekiel's wheels. Let me read this just briefly. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic, that's like child trafficking. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. Now, the fire comes out from the midst of the wayward nation. I return to text. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth. Now, that's what's coming. That's what's coming. They might say, Russia, is that the United States? Well, I don't know. This is just one 
imagery or statement that's coming to some people who are trafficking and got iniquities they're trafficking in something. Now, another thing, how many of you out there have wrought iron? Wrought iron work on your doors or out on your windows so somebody can't get in but looks nice? Listen to this thing, Second Samuel 23, 7. I read, But the man that shall touch them must be fenced with iron and the staff of a spear, and they shall be utterly burned with fire. Now, I don't know how this works, this wrought iron thing. Somebody gets in that thing, their spear. This is Second Samuel 23, 7. Uh, you're not going to find people preaching this thing. It's a tough one. Gee, what's a hard one to take? Now, the words down from heaven, while we're looking at this, let's think what's come down from heaven and what might be coming down pretty soon. Over there in John 3 says, and this is Jesus speaking, And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man. Next, John 6, For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven, and giveth life unto the world, called bread of bread of heaven. And then Jesus speaks again, says, For I came down from heaven, there's those words again, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. In other words, when Christ was crucified, it doesn't like, whoops, they got me this time. He came down to do the will of his dad. That's what leads to what's called the born-again experience, when you believe that, and also that Christ was raised from the dead. Now, over on Matthew, talks about burned in the fire. It says, as therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. Now, if you were to keep track of all these suspicious fires with modern logging software, keep track of all the earthquakes, all these crazy earthquakes time after time, the frequency, the duration, and how strong they were, that intensity. And then take verses like this, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire, there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. That's something to think about. So we have historical narrative. Now we have also people trying to cheat death. I'm not saying that the lightning strikes or fires have anything to do with that, but there is some verses like Mark 9 says, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. There is a ritual that's over there if you want to look and Google and play around. It's kind of going to the dark side. But the things in the Egyptians and all they wanted to cheat death and have all the rituals, they believed something about a worm. They believed that if you could get a worm and if you died and you kind of had that worm, you could kind of transfer like part of your soul in the worm. Now, I know this sounds crazy. And you had a fire going. Somehow, once that fire got burnt out, that fire is gone and the worm dies, something takes place and whoops, you get another chance at life. Your soul's refreshed. Or replenished. It's called a covenant with death. The Bible doesn't say you can't do it. In fact, the Bible does says God's going to disannul your covenant with death. So obviously, guys with these, whether it's a CERN Hadron Collider or just rituals, are doing it. And again, it mentions again in Mark 9, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. These are the people it's talking about. These guys are doing a ritual, have a deal with death, think they're going to live forever. I mean, uh, some people believe cloning and having a body double. This is the real deal here. And you know what? It's not going to work. And then the last day, it says, but in that same day, that lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone. Well, who hasn't heard about that one? Who hasn't heard about that? Now, one other thing, we're going to come leave the Bible here for just a moment, come back to some more therapy. I like to, when I'm researching something in the Bible, to read the last two times it's mentioned before the book closes. You can do that very easy with software. 
Like, for instance, wine. I'd read the first couple times wine was mentioned, the center part of the Bible, and the last two times. Instead of hundred and some times, you don't have you know that, that much well time on your hands, I guess you'd call it. Let's read those two right now. We'll start with Revelation 20, 15, then Revelation 21, 8. I read, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Okay, that's the second to the last time fire is used. And this next time is written in red ink. That means that Jesus Christ was speaking it. That's what it means when the Bible has red ink. I read, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That, did you hear that? It's added in brimstone, this second death. See these guys, they're trying to beat that thing with that worm and worm doesn't die, the fire's not quenched. Baby, the whole thing goes. If you're into that kind of stuff, I'm not saying that you are, but there it is. Now let's get back to some therapy. What's it take for you to do a self-analysis? Are you a strong person inside right now? Let's get quiet. I'm going to ask the sound booth just to shut the background music off. And let's just take just a moment. Can you say to yourself, I'm doing a better job right now than I did this time last year, but I'm really concerned? Or are you leaning toward that you're basically overcome by those fears? You feel something gnawing at you real deep. Uh-oh, is there any kind of disruption in your sleep patterns? I don't mean you ate a pizza too late and burped and had a piece of banana and you burped again and got up with some heartburn and had kind of a crazy dream. I'm not talking about that. No, no, no. I'm talking about like the book of Job, the oldest book in the Bible talks about your hair stands up, you feel an evil presence at night, something's wrong, your heart's racing, and you're really terrified and you don't want to go back to sleep. You want to crawl off somewhere in a safe place. That's not normal. That, that, that's not normal. That, that could be a spiritual dimension. Or psychologically, counseling, therapy might be able to come to your rescue. But where are you at on this stuff? Are you scared to take a long, long trip thinking there might be an accident? So I better leave early in the morning, make sure, you know, spare tire has air in it, my gas is full. Okay, that makes sense. But if I leave at 12 o'clock and come back, I might not have enough time there could be an accident. In other words, is there some unfounded fears when it comes to you getting away from the house or your safe spot? Have you developed an almost hatred of watching people eat other foods that you don't like? Let's just say some liver pate or something you hate. Do you get real angry when people eat it around you, but you never did before? And on one of the other podcasts, we talked about, we would say things like soup or salad, you'd pick one. Morning or evening, you'd pick another one chocolate or ice cream, you'd pick one. There's tests like that you can do to see if you've made some major changes lately in your life. In other words, do you look at things much differently than you ever did before? Do you feel something's wrong? You're just not at peace. You're not in your center. Let's get back to the podcast. Well, we just have a few minutes. Hey, how did you do when we talked about the current events? All those current events, the ones on Australia and, you know, you heard it. I know you did. Are you fearful of an asteroid strike? If other people talk about it over and over again, does it give you pause? Do you get to the point you say, I just wish this thing would go away? Sometimes it's, it's just too much. Looming riots, the possibility of martial law, food shortages. Where are you at on this on a 1 to 10 scale? 
Well, this little thing here we got called the Bible we've looked at talks about how to gird up the loins of your mind and to let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. The same one that did his pops work. Okay, Dad, I'll go. Yeah, I'll do your, yeah, I will let him nail me to the cross, Lord. Now, that was done for a very specific reason. Basically, to take the monkey off your back, to break any kind of a spell with a worm or GD, that stands for a gosh darn, a, a gosh darn worm, or a fire ember type, or a CERN Hadron Collider, or trying to extend life or have eternal life. That's not going to work, but with God and Christ, the eternal life will work. Folks, I want to thank you for stopping by. Peace to all of you, and bye for now. Folks, you've been listening to another episode of the Third Drawer Down podcast with your host, Rusty Penn.